You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the March edition of the Creststone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. We'll start with a letter from the Crestone Eagle Community Media Board of Directors. Dear Reader, as the Crestone Eagle continues its transition to a nonprofit news outlet serving all of Swatch County with trustworthy local news, news that meets your needs, we want to thank you for your support, and we want to know what you think. What would you like to see the Eagle cover? What could we do better, and what are we doing right? How might you like to be involved? Send your letters, questions, or comments to the email address CM at gmail.com. For those of you who are new to the area, Crestone Eagle Community Media, a 501c3 nonprofit, was formed in 2019 to purchase the Crestone Eagle from longtime publisher and editor Kizen Lockie. In doing so, CECM aims to sustain, strengthen, and grow the paper at a time when hundreds of newspapers around the country are folding, leaving social media to foster the rise of misinformation and disinformation that has so polarized our communities and our nation. Our mission, besides providing news and information, is to bring people together, to promote community engagement, and enhance economic development in our rural, semi-isolated Sawatch County towns and villages. CECM purchased the Eagle in October 2022, and we send a heartfelt thank you to CECM Board President Peter Anderson, who guided us through this process and is retiring from the Board after several years of dedicated service. Thank you also to Heather Draper, who is stepping down after two years on the Board, but will continue as an editorial advisor and occasional contributor. CECM looks forward to welcoming one or two new Board members next month. Meanwhile, we are grateful to Mike Reed, a Fulbright Scholar with more than 40 years of experience in market research, who will succeed Pete as President. Much appreciation as well for Board Member Rick Hart and for Board Members Gussie Fauntleroy, Marge Hoglin, and Matt Litt, all seasoned journalists who have stepped in to serve as an editorial team while we continue our search for a permanent editor. Super special thanks to the Eagles business manager and keeps it all on track person, Jennifer Eicheson, and the rest of the dedicated Eagle staff. We are excited about upcoming stories, expanded coverage, and special projects in the pipeline. We're pleased to introduce new writers we've recruited and to continue working with longtime contributors, all of them providing Crestone, Baca, and Greater Sawatch County with the quality of news, features, photography, community awareness, and personal perspectives the Crestone Eagle is known for. And now turning to front page news. The Crane Festival returns to Monte Vista for 40th years. While the Cranes continued visiting the San Luis Valley in the last few years, the COVID-19 pandemic forced the formal festival online. The Monte Vista Crane Festival is returning to in-person events for 2023, just in time for the 40th anniversary celebration this March. The COVID-19 pandemic forced the festival to hold online events throughout the pandemic. The festival runs March 10th to 12th this year. 
with a newly remodeled and expended sky-high complex serving as the primary venue the crane fest committee is hosting a lineup of speakers on a wide range of topics from nesting behaviors of cranes to migration patterns of elk in the san luis valley the monte vista crane festival will allow visitors to witness thousands of sandhill cranes, ducks, and geese flying against a backdrop of mountain scenery. Raptors will adorn the power poles and owls will be sitting with their young. A visit to the Monte Vista Crane Festival is an opportunity to see an amazing natural spectacle as well as experience a unique rural community. Every year like clockwork, nearly 20,000 sandhill cranes descend on Colorado's scenic San Luis Valley for a six-week stopover to rest and refuel before continuing their northward spring migration. The town of Monte Vista and the Friends of the San Luis Valley Refuge hold the festival. Sandhill cranes and other migratory birds follow a long route during their seasonal migrations. Along the way, there are many places where you can stop and view these beautiful creatures. So, what makes the Monte Vista Crane Festival unique? We believe it's a combination of unmatched scenery, exceptional wildlife viewing, and the friendly, welcoming communities of the San Luis Valley. The highlight of the festival is the opportunity for close-up viewing of thousands of cranes at the Monte Vista National Wildlife Refuge as they prance and display for each other, lift off en masse in the mornings, and return to their roosting spots at sunset. In addition to the cranes, many Canada geese and ducks visit the wetlands of this high-altitude desert framed by 14,000-foot snow-covered mountain peaks. Photographic possibilities are endless when these avian visitors fill the skies over the wildlife refuge. Activities during the Monte Vista Crane Festival include interpreter-led bus tours to view the cranes, as well as field trips to local sites to view and learn about raptors. There's an Arts and Crafts Nature Fair on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The headquarters are at 2345 Sherman Avenue, Monte Vista. And for more information, you can visit the website mvcranefest.org. Continuing with front page news, District Judge Dismisses Baca Incorporation Petition. This was written by John Rowe. District Court Judge Krista L. Neumeyer Olson has granted the Baca Grand Property Association, BGPOA, motion to dismiss the amended petition to incorporate the town of Baca Grand. Neumeyer Olson granted the dismissal on January 30th at Swatch County District Court. The court found that there were four basic areas where the petitioners failed to fulfill necessary legal requirements that must be considered in forming a town. The first issue was the requirement that the owner of three 40-acre parcels included within the proposed boundaries must grant permission for having the properties included. The three tracks are owned by the BGPOA, which had not granted permission to include them within the proposed town. Secondly, there is a requirement that the population within the proposed boundaries be verified by the most recent U.S. Census data available. The amended petition's population documentation did not include this data, as none was currently available. In addition, in the petition, the scale of the proposed map of the town is 0.947 inches per 1,000 feet. The law requires it to be 1 inch per 1,000 feet. Finally, 
the court ruled that the BGPOA is not guilty of attempting to stop citizens' rights to free and fair elections since it, it sorry, it is not the BGPOA that determines the rules governing the formation of a town in Colorado. That authority is the Colorado State Legislature. Desiree Marceau, representing citizens for the town of Baca Grande, which submitted the amended petition, stated in response to the court's decision, my intention behind writing the petition was to bring about positive long-term change for our community. Just the act of filing the petition has already been a catalyst of change, opening up conversation, and creating movement. The BGPOA had this to say in their response to the court's findings. This matter has opened up the door to many constructive conversations and we are available to answer your questions as they arise. We recognize our diverse membership holds various opinions on this matter. And in a corresponding article from page one, Baca Grand Committee plans appeal. This was written by Amelia Stern. Residents in favor of incorporating the town of Baca Grand are planning to file a second petition after Judge Krista L. Newmeyer Olson dismissed the first petition, citing four basic areas where the petitioners failed to fulfill the necessary legal requirements of forming a town. The Baca Grand Property Association, BGPOA, had requested the motion to dismiss. Supporters of the petition are addressing these issues as they prepare to file a second time. One issue is the requirement that the owner of three 40-acre parcels included within the proposed boundaries must grant permission for having these properties included. The three tracks are owned by the BGPOA, which had not granted permission to include them within the proposed town. Lisa Syriax, a member of the Baca Grand Committee, a group advocating the favor of the petition, says the owners have been recontacted ahead of the repetition. There is also a requirement that the population within the proposed boundaries be verified by the most recent U.S. Census data available. The petition's population documentation did not include this official data, as none was currently available. We're in the process of getting recognized as a census-designated place that would allow us to collect and verify the demographic and economic data needed for the petition, Syriac said. Syriac says she wants residents to understand that the most important part of the petition is to allow the community to have these conversations, especially as the population continues to grow. Other proponents are concerned that sales tax revenue collected by Amazon from Baca residents is going to the town of Crestone, which shares the same zip code. According to the February 10th Grimes report, that amounts to a 3.5% overcharge. A total of $435,341 in sales tax revenue for most of 2021, including water and sewer sales tax, was listed in the Town of Crestone's 2022 budget, Grimes reported. If Baca becomes a municipality, the sales tax revenue will go back to us, which is a substantial amount of money, says Marceau. In a written statement in response to the original petition, the BGPOA stated, this matter has opened up the door to many constructive conversations and we are available to answer your questions as they arise. We recognize our diverse membership holds various opinions on this matter. Opponents have emphasized that formation of a town would not automatically dissolve the POA. In a recent letter to the Crestone Eagle, Joy Hill stated, Assuming that the BGPOA will cease to exist because a town is formed is blatantly false. Bylaws of the association mandate that dissolution can only be determined by a specific and substantial vote of membership. 
calls to POA management regarding to petitioner's intent to refile were not returned. Both parties will come together for a work session at the POA Hall on March 22nd for the purposes of exploring common ground on the town issue. And we have a Baca Grand Property Owners Association Bulletin. Baca Grand's Lend a Hand Volunteer Hub introduces a recycling program. It is with immense appreciation for our neighborhood and the beauty of our community that the Baca Grand Volunteer Hub, Lend a Hand, is being formed. Coretta Scott King once said, The greatness of a community is most accurately measured by the compassionate actions of its members. And it is with this spirit that the Baca Grand Lend a Hand is laying a foundation of purpose. Baca Lend a Hand is a volunteer hub for community members and neighbors to offer services of any kind bringing together our collective strengths and talents. If interested in being a part of its development, please contact Member Services at 791-256-4171 or email at memberservices at bacapoa.org. As a first step for this program and these efforts, Baca Grand Linda Hand is pleased to let you know a recycling program will start, has started as of February 18th 2022 from 9 a.m. to noon at the Baca Grand Golf Course parking lot look for a big white trailer. This program will be made possible through a volunteer-led effort currently being led by Steve Barbie. At this time recycling will be possible for two items corrugated cardboard generally as long as it is not lined with a plastic film coated with wax or covered in embellishments like glitter velvet or foil it will be accepted. Labels, staples, and a little tape are okay to include. However, please remove excessive tape. If possible to help our volunteers, please break down boxes so they lay flat. Aluminum cans. If possible, please crush the cans before bringing them to recycling drop-off point. This is not essential, but it would be helpful to our volunteers. Recycled drop-off will be twice a month, the first and third Saturdays, from 9 a.m. to noon. There will be a Lend-A-Hand volunteer attendant on-site to receive your items. Since this will be a volunteer-led program, we could use additional help receiving and processing recyclables, i.e. bailing the cardboard and transporting the aluminum to the recycling center in Alamosa. If you're interested in lending a hand, please contact Member Services at 719-256-4171 or Email services at bacapoa.org for more information. Thanks for participating, and thank you Steve and Karen Barbie for getting these programs going. We appreciate you. Now turning to Food Bank News, new managers will continue the search for Food Bank's new home. This is written by Amelia Stern. Courtney Crow and Jules Carrig as prospective new managers of the Crestone Food Bank will continue the search for a new location. The food bank, which fed roughly 200 people per week during the past year, shut its doors in December of 2022 pending the location of a new facility. Annalise Baer, director of La Puente's Food Bank Network of the San Luis Valley, and her colleague Cherise Shiner, Healthy Food Access Coordinator, are also involved in the search. According to Bayer, they met with the Baca Grand Property Association to discuss their options. It is possible the food bank's new home will be on POA property, but that has not yet been determined, says Shiner. You can't rush the process, she said.
Once a location has been selected, fix-up of the building can begin, along with all the logistical components necessary for reopening and running the food bank. La Puente, the Crestone Food Bank's parent organization in Alamosa, will then act as quickly as possible to move all Crestone Food Bank equipment to its new home. Another community-wide meeting will be scheduled when more information is available. Until then, the Food Bank Network is doing its best to advocate for local organizations who distribute food in the Crestone area. A list of places where people can obtain food, or in some cases, that will deliver food, is available in this issue of the Eagle, and I'll read it soon, and through the POA. Both entities will continue to update the list as more service outlets become available. Please call the POA at 719-256-4171 for more information. Area Food Banks. During the time the Crestone Food Bank is closed, area residents are welcome to visit any food bank member of the Food Bank Network of the San Luis Valley. These include the Moffitt Food Bank, located at Free Spirit Christian Church, open from 2 to 4 p.m. on Tuesdays. That phone number is 719-256-5114. The Sawatch Food Bank, located at Sawatch County Social Services, 605 Christie Avenue, is open Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Their phone number is 719-655-2537. And the Alamosa Food Bank, located at 5136 Street, open Monday to Friday, noon to 4 p.m. For further information, please call Annalise Bear at 719-589-4567. Emergency Food Drive at Baca Grand Library on Fridays. If you are in need of emergency food assistance, the library is holding free food Fridays from 10 to 4. They also highly encourage people to donate non-perishable food in boxes during that time. Please enter through the regular library entrance. This will last for several Fridays. And now turning to regional happenings. The Creed Variety Show returns. After a three-year hiatus due to COVID, the Creed Arts Council is excited to announce the return of the Variety Show. If you sing, dance, act, perform magic, juggle, all of the above, then the Creed Arts Council is looking for you to perform at the 28th Annual Variety Show, April 1st at the Ruth Theater. Auditions for the show will be March 13th from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. and March 14th from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. at the Creed Community Church. All types of acts are encouraged to audition. Acts must be performance-ready and appropriate for a wide range of audience, including families. For more information or to schedule an audition, call Eloise at 719-658-2333. For Creed Arts contact, Amanda C. Hurley at 719-658-0312 or email creedarts at outlook.com. And we have this note from Crestone Charter School. CCS needs your help. Students are fundraising for the Crestone Charter High School trip to Brazil. The high school students custom designed and created a hoodie to represent their school spirit. We hope you love it. Your purchase supports the students to have an immersive language and cultural experience in Brazil. Go to the website www.custominc.com slash fundraising slash high dash school dash Brazil dash trip dash 5719. 
and more regional happenings. On March 8th at 4.30 p.m. to March 11th at 11 a.m., Salida Steam Plant Salida, the 8th Annual Agri-Summit, Building Communities Below and Above Ground, an opportunity to network, discuss, and learn about agritourism, agriculture, and local food. All are welcome and community members are encouraged to attend. This four-day event will feature a variety of different activities each day, kicking off Wednesday with a next-gen networking event for aspiring farmers and ranchers, students and young people getting into agriculture and food systems work. Thursday will feature a farm, ranch, and agritourism tour, a happy hour at Deerhammer, and evening film screening at the Stardust in Buena Vista. Friday features a full-day conference with welcome address, breakout sessions on topics including soil health, hydroponics, the new ag labor law, medicinal plants, worm composting, regenerative ranching, and more. Lastly, there will be a mushroom inoculation workshop to round out the event on Saturday. Visit this link for more information, registration, and a detailed schedule of events. That link, guidestonecolorado.org slash agrisummit. On Friday, March 10th, the Sunday, March 12th, as mentioned, the 40th Annual Crane Festival at the Ski High Event Complex in Monte Vista. An annual opportunity to see an amazing and natural spectacle of seasonal migration. Tours, speakers, movies, and close-up viewing of Greater Sandhill Cranes. Visit their website for ticketing and festival information. That website is mvcranefest.org. And Sunday, March 12th, from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m., Paint Your Pet with Amy Joe at T-Road Brewing. The cost is $65. Supplies provided. No experience necessary. Text Amy at 773-517-0148 to register. And now taking a look at the community calendar. On Saturday, March 11th, Crestone Baptist Church. Time for prayer and to share a meal from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Sunday, March 12th, Shumai's Monthly Senpai for March 2023. Call to attend in person, 719-256-5284, or visit the website www.shumaicrestone.org to receive a link to join virtually. This takes place on Sunday, March 12th at 10.30 a.m. Also Sunday, March 12th, Sufi Deeker. All welcome to participate with us at the Golden Light Sufi Circle in person or over Zoom. Please email hamidanur303 at gmail.com. That's H-A-M-I-D-A-N-U-R 303 at gmail.com. Or you can call 719-588-8602. This takes place from 3 to 5 p.m. on Sunday, March 12th. Looking ahead to Wednesday, March 15th, BGWSD has a March 15th board meeting at 9 a.m. It's available on Zoom. Their website is bacawater.org. And we have this public notice, New and Emerging Entrepreneur Program. The Town of Crestone is looking for local entrepreneurs to support through a Rural Economic Development Initiative grant, the New and Emerging Entrepreneur Program. We are seeking self-starters who have a business idea in mind at any stage of development and who need guidance to bring those plans to life. During the process, you will be set up with a panel of local business owners who will mentor you from evaluating your business plan to identifying your business's needs to enacting those plans to aid you in the process of getting your business up and running. 
While you will not receive any funds directly, the program will offer aid through mentorship while helping to source services related to you starting your business. Examples include, but are not limited to, assisting in the planning phases, putting together a website, covering marketing expenses, search engine optimization, and helping you identify and engage with your desired customer base. To apply, please fill out an application which is available in print at Town Hall or which can be emailed to you. We will be accepting applications until Thursday, March 30th. For more information, please contact Town Hall. Email is crestonetownoffice at gmail.com or crestonaid at gmail.com. Crestonaid is spelled C-R-E-S-T-O-N-E-A-I-D-E at gmail.com and we have this note from the Eagle get involved and make a difference with your nonprofit community newspaper board of directors editorial sales and community outreach positions are available full or part-time send inquiries via email to crestoneaglecm at gmail.com join the team and that's all we have time for today thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle my name is Paula Vaughn if you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.